let's take a minute to talk about PodCoin. You love podcasts. You listen to podcasts. You're listening to your favorite podcast right now. So why not get paid for listening to podcasts? PodCoin, available on the iTunes and Android Marketplace, is a simple app. Download it. Subscribe to your favorite podcast. Subscribe to this podcast, in fact. And get paid for listening. If you download PodCoin right now and use the code FRANKEN, you will get 300 free PodCoins just for signing up. And you can use those for Starbucks. You can use them for Amazon or... You can use them for charity. Now, you accrue PodCoins virtually from any podcast you listen to. So go ahead, go download PodCoin, earn some coins, subscribe to Frank and Culture, and get paid! Everybody, to a fine edition, a fine extra edition of Frankensteiner here on Franken Culture. I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and as always, my co-host is Julie Jubaka. Hi, everybody! And with <laughs> us today, we do have a special guest. I must introduce this man. I met him um, at WCF Wrestling and then at AUW. Uh, give it up for our special guest today, Miles Miller. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Y'all, I'm excited having you on. This is this is cool. I'm excited to be on, honestly. <laughs> Yo, you know, I, every time I seen you, I was like, yeah, we're going to bring you on the show, you know. <laughs> it, it, that's what was so funny was that every time, I, every time I've seen Miles, he, uh, at every show, he's just like, Yo, man, you have... You have Chaz on. You have Chris on. When am I going to be on? And I was like, right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> right. So well, here we are. Miles, now that you're on, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um. Well, what do you want to know? Like, uh, when I started from at WCF, or like, what do you want to know? You know what? X or what? The the floor is yours. Let's start us like that way, right? So you'd mentioned previously that you're wrestling on the indie scene. Tell us a little bit mm-hmm. how you got on that track. Started uh well, my trainer is actually Nick Sicken. Uh I was wrestling on the indie scenes for about a year, maybe two. Uh I loved it and I hated it all at the same time. It's a lot, lot of politics. Now you think uh WCF and AUW got a lot of politics, but it's nothing compared to these other places. Um, so that's kind of what made me want to come home. Now, just wrestling with you know my friends, build up WCF to be yeah, trying to be you know one of the top stars in WCF. Right. Well, I. I kind of found it interesting. I don't want to put this on blast or anything, but at the AUW show, you definitely made it a point to say, hey, like, I'm not here. And I was very curious about that because I was like, is it because he's considered pro and he's so, not supposed to be? What's... Yes. So I am, a, I'm technically speaking, I am pro. So I'm not supposed to be doing these shows. Um, 
but I do anyway. I feel like, you know, a lot of the guys, they don't really get, they don't have the money or they don't have the time to go and So I feel like, you know, by me giving back and showing you, hey, this is what I learned at school. This is why I learned traveling on the Indies. This is me being able to show you like, hey, this is the proper way to do something. This is the, this is what I've learned. Passing it on, I feel like, you know, I should be able to go back and do that. A lot of people might not agree or even would look at, you know, look at it as frowned upon. But considering that I know, like, high names that have done that, like Jordan Oliver, going back to his old wrestling company. Um, and he's the CZW, what, the CZW um, TV champion. Yeah. It's all about, you know, showing somebody, hey, this is the proper way to do it. I know you don't have the money. I know you don't have the time. I know you're raising, you know, your son, your daughter. I know you're working all the time. You only have Saturdays free. Why not have somebody that has the time that done put in the work that has been on the Indies come back and show you, hey, you know, this is how you do this. This is how you do this safely. This is how, you know, so the product looks better. Well, just want to caveat, you were very much, like, coaching a lot of the guys like you said that you were you know and and there's other veterans who have come through like the AUW shows and helped coached like those guys to help make them better talent that it makes sense and I, I get the idea but I also get the idea about you know it's you're not supposed to you know but you can help train people but you're not supposed to actually like have a match which in this case every time there was a break I know like you came in you're like hey Here's what you can do for this. Here's what you can do for that. And it very much was appreciated, by the way. I know I, you, I don't know if you heard it or not, but I just want to at least let you know that. Thank you. I, I, I'm glad, you know, that me showing people and stuff like that is being seen, is being, you know, appreciated and stuff like that. Because a lot of people, they don't appreciate it. They just, uh, it comes off, I try not to come off as a know it all or as, Oh, he he thinks oh because he went to the Indies or because he trained that he's better than us. I don't think that. I just want to show everybody what I've learned that way right. you can know it too. Right. I definitely I definitely get that. Julie, what kind of questions do you have? <sighs> what wrestler? Okay, what wrestler was? Because usually a lot of people that get into wrestling have a wrestler. That kind of is the guy that made them go in. What is or a girl, you know, depending. Um, who was that wrestler for you that was like, oh, I I got to do this. Uh the wrestler for me. I got two. Now, if we're going, old you can school, have more than one. That's totally fine. I totally understand that one. <laughs> we're going old school. I'm gonna go Jeff. Jeff for sure. I always love just the wild, crazy stuff he would do uh, back in the day, like. Just like jumping off of ladders, just caution to the wind. I, I love that. Now, you'll never see me do anything like that. Right. <laughs> but I always love watching stuff like that. And then um, if we're talking about wrestlers now, Shane Strickland for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Shane Strickland. I just love his style. For some of you guys who don't know, Shane is Isaiah Swerve Scott, right? That's his yep. WWE name. I was yes. hyped seeing him. I actually like that name a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Swerve. Um, it's funny right. that 
we mentioned him, right? Because uh, Wrestle Talk actually just had an episode. It was like two episodes ago for NXT. They actually were talking about that Isaiah is probably going to be the future of WWE. And I thought that was very high praise. I was like, dang, dude. Like, he's had one match in WWE. Obviously, he had a lot of work on the indies. But I was mm-hmm. like, yo, that's that's insane. So to hear that he's one of your favorites now, yeah, that's really definitely. that's really I mean, big I, callings. If you ever, if you ever watch my matches, I definitely take like a lot from him. Um, actually, my mentor, my trainer, Nick Sicken, he actually faced him before, and he was just he taught me some of his moves and things like that. And yeah, you'll see it in my style of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. And you said Jeff. I didn't know Jeff Jarrett jumped off of ladders. Are you mother? <laughs> I knew you were gonna fucking say that. I was like, if he's gonna bring up Double J, isn't he? And sure as shit, I should have even called that too. I should have just said Jeff Hardy. I had, I, I, I almost did it too, just to save the damn joke from happening. Nope. I regret this. I'm sorry, listeners. I could have saved you from this pain. Negative Ghost Rider. The awesome part about it. Miles, I don't know if you know, it's almost been a, it's been a over, over a year, Julie and I have been doing this podcast. It's insane. So I'm not surprised. I mean, I, like I said, I've always, every time I see y'all post it or see y'all share it, I always go listen to it, watch it, you know, anything that I can do to support, share it. I love supporting my friends. If you haven't much appreciated anything that y'all put out. Yeah, definitely, awesome. man. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. So, we're going to jump into this, right? We're going to go right into all the other stuff that was going on. So, let's start with WWE Monday Night Raw Reunion. Or at least what it was attempted to be. So, <laughs> or or we, we talked about this earlier before we went on. Huh. Uh, Monday Night Garbage. <laughs> oh, yeah, you bring that up in a minute. Monday, Monday night, uh, Monday night, squash the young guys because that's exactly yeah. how I felt it was. As, as you can tell, people were not exactly the biggest fan of how Monday night went down. I, if this makes sense, like I said, I'm just getting a little tired of. Oh, we don't, we don't know what I like. I, I agree with what Shailsona said, which we'll talk about that in a second. Um, about the problem is. Storylines aren't getting writ- wrote. It's not that you don't have talent. And this was another example of it. I gave two shits about Monday. I was like, cool, I get to see everybody. I'm gonna- That's what I give a fuck about. I'm always going to watch Stone Cold. Always. Uh, like, you know what I mean? It's like they put people on there like, dumb, I'm going to watch it because I'm a creature of habit. But it doesn't mean I have to enjoy all of it. <laughs> So it was just, it was frustrating. And I hate the fact that once again, I had to go on Twitter and see, give WWE women a chance trending within the top five. I'm just tired of WWE not catching catching any hints at all anymore. Yeah. Because that happened after Monday Night Raw as well. Well, let's jump into it, right? So we started off the segment with John Cena open up the show. And I'm not going to lie. I've kind of missed John Cena. Like, mm. I think he's at that point now where, like, when he comes back, it kind of feels special. Um, but he mm-hmm. traded he traded bars with the Uso, quote unquote bars. Um, more importantly, he predicted the future for one of them. Um, and then 
the Usos brought out Rikishi, and then the Revival came out with Devon Dudley. I don't know why. And then um, the Usos and the Revival had a match in which the Usos won. Um, it was it was a good match. Um, <laughs> I love the question. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, like, am I wrong? It, it was no, it was a good match, but it, it didn't. I, were you invested into it? No, that's the problem. Because I feel like, like... that's the problem that keeps happening. It's not that you don't like the matches. There's it's wrestling. People know how to do the moves, and you go, "Woo! Look at the wrestling!" But you don't care past that point. But like, that's how many times the... have we seen this match? That's why. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, what is it leading up to at this point? That's I mean, what, the problem. The already beating them, what, every every time? Besides yes. besides the title not being on the line, they've beaten them every time. Yeah, it's, it's getting to be... It's the WWE problem. They just can't learn from their damn mistakes. And they just like repeating shit and beating dead horses. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, apparently we just hate our fans. And what's crazy is, like, I get that Paul Heyman is kind of, like, running things in the back. And it's his storylines, quote-unquote his storylines, that are getting, like, kind of moved in the direction. And that he has a clean slate. But it, I don't know. I'm I'm going to be curious about next week. That's what I'm going to say. Just this, this match was the same as every other match that I've seen. Aside from the fact that Rikishi and Devon were like, yeah, we're going to. Talk shit to each other and distract one of the one of the guys, yeah. and then that happens. Yeah, and the whole Rikishi doing the the the, the celebrate and the music and all that stuff. If this makes sense, I think if they did this show when uh, viewership wasn't down, sale ticket sales weren't down, interest wasn't down, um, it would have been great. I probably would have gave more fucks about it. But also, because I'm already like, I'm already like, uh, it. Uh, that's didn't make me as hyped for it and i think that's what's clouding a lot of people's judgment about being as hyped about people returning actually so, actually, so i'm gonna i'm gonna rapid fire this this right and then there's actually mm-hmm. a bigger segment that i want to talk about um drew mcintyre attacks cedric alexander after cedric kind of tries to stand up for the legends uh um viking raiders squashed zach Ryder and kurt hawkins i think that was kind of expected i don't know how you guys felt I saw Miles. Miles was like, that match sucked. I, it, yeah, it's not that. It's like, what are you building? Why build up Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins to get back together as this big thing and then have them get squashed? Yeah. Because Vince. Because Vince, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer half the time. <laughs> um, Roman. Oh, okay. So I do want to talk about this. We got to, I got to really bring this down. This was probably the best promos cut back and forth. Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. Um, I'd love that Samoa Joe came out and was like, yo, why are we celebrating these old heads? And then he starts talking about the family. And then when Roman Reigns came out and was like, yo, if you, it, this was the, the dumbest line. But I kind of understood what it was setting up. He was like, if you got something to say, say it to my face. And I was like, bro, he just said it. Like... You know what's going to happen next. And then Samoa was like, no, I've already said it. And then, you know, Roman was like, well, then you already know what's going to happen. And it was just, it was cool because of like 
seeing two badass Samoans, and I know we, I know we say that about Roman. Yeah, but... I like, I, I like the whole not all Samoans are cowards thing that yeah. he did. That was pretty. And I love that. I, I love the brawl. I did like the brawl, and it was like watching yeah. two dudes who were just like legitimately like, all right, if you're gonna talk shit about my family, I'll beat your ass. And one person's like, yeah, okay. I agree. Go. There's more of that needs to happen. Make it look like two people that are legit, let me, you know, legit getting into a fight because they're legit pissed at each other. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, Seth Rollins said some stupid shit on Miz TV. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to. Yeah. Seth Rollins says stupid shit a lot lately. Sorry, Seth. Especially when, it tw- especially when there's a Twitter account in his hand. Oh, fuck. So pissed at his shit talking still. I just need him to hand his Twitter to Becky. Just let Becky do the shit talking for you because you <laughs> suck at it's it. It's so weak. It's so fucking weak, dude. <laughs> just talk about your bank account. Just do that, okay? That's all you need to say now. Um, Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. defeated Sami Zayn after Sami insulted some legends. Um, cool. Uh, then the spot. This was actually interesting. I found this out afterwards. Um, Ricochet was actually supposed to be in a spot that Seth Rollins was in. Um, when yeah. DX was supposed to give the rub to Ricochet and not Seth Rollins, because Seth looks awkward as fuck when there's a hug going on. He just stands around like that weird kid. Like, I would have gotten in on that too. Dumbass. Sorry. Yeah, he's such a good wrestler. I just don't like the storyline and shit they have for him. Um, so this was the biggest one I want to talk about. Let's Let's give it up to the only legend who put over a younger talent. And I say younger, youngish talent. Um, Mick Foley, in talking about his greatest achievement, which was the night that he won the WWE title, uh, WWF title, um, and then Bray Wyatt attacked him as the Fiend. And that was in fucking credible. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, but you know what? Legit, though, like, Foley's good for that. Yeah. Foley's good about putting over the right people when they need to be. How'd you feel about the segment, Miles? Uh, well, one, I love this new Bray Wyatt character. I absolutely love it. I watched the Playhouse, like, Funhouse Playhouse every time it came on. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because I think one of my friends, too, when the very first episode oh, of Firefly Funhouse came on, I, um, I... I told him, I was like, yo, this is the best thing that's going to be put out there. And he was like, this is dumb. And I was like, no, Anthony, this is not dumb. This is going to be incredible. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, three weeks later, man, he was on board. And he was like, dude, you are so right. I was like, I know. Because it, it was incredible seeing the way that it was developing. It just, it amazing how he can take something. And make it his own. That's what I love about Bray. Like he takes something that's supposed to be so innocent and in, in, in everything, and he makes it into this dark, twisted thing. Like I love that. Yo, I loved it right off the jump when he came out looking like Mister Rogers, and it was just like this demented Mister Rogers. And I was like, dude, I am on board. I was like, I don't know where this is going. I don't care where this is going. I'm on board all the way through. And I was, right. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. I was dick riding this thing from the jump. <laughs> oh my us. god, you were! <laughs> I was. Oh my god, that chat room! I that saw chat. plenty of writings of dicks in there. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Ever so since, 
What's that? Do you think he's going to face the demon? No, I think it's just going to be Finn Balor, the the man. I don't think it's going to be the I, demon. I can't see Finn winning that. I honestly can't. No, 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 no. And I think I think the reason why you don't have the demon, if they have him, yo, I'm on board even more. But if it's just Finn himself, it makes sense because you don't want like um you don't want to ruin the mystique of the demon, but the demon really is the only person that would get the fiend like way over because mm-hmm. right now and, and it's, a lot of people have said this is that the demon character is like above titles right now like beating the demon is where it's at but i think if you just beat finn and he goes away because you quote unquote injure him like it would be it would be fine like but either way it's a welcome sight to me Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I get that because me and uh, Idol was having a conversation. I was like, "Have you noticed Finn hasn't won like any major pay per view?" Is it Finn in the doghouse right now with Vince? That I don't know. I'm not sure. I thought I remember. I thought I remember reading an article that somehow Vince is pissy with him again <laughs> because that's what Vince does. It's like that's why when when your favorite wrestler isn't wrestling, it's because somehow they found a way for Vince McMahon to get mad at them. That's how I always view it. I thought I remember reading something about it though about that's why he hasn't been he hasn't been put been being pushed that much. No, I take that back. It was uh, it was I, I take that back. It was an article about how when he wasn't being pushed, it was because Vince literally just forgot about him. Yeah, he forgot. Was- he literally forgot he had him as a talent. Didn't he say, well, didn't Vince at one time say that he was just very bland unless he was the demon, and then that's when he became exciting? Yeah, but, you know, they don't book him as the demon, barely. And I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but even at pay-per-view. So, like, I don't understand why why the hell, like, Vince is going to be pissy about him not being the demon if you don't fucking write the storyline for the demon. Right. I'm saying, like, these are problems that you're all making. Like, stop making your own bed and refusing to lay in it, Vince. Like it's really annoying. Yeah, Vince. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I. It's his company. We all know where the fish rods from. Head down, y'all. Yep. So moving on. Becky Lynch, um, battle with Natalia during a moment of bliss. Cool. Uh, Braun Strowman. Defeated- I think because. I think because of that and how little time they had, that's why the whole uh, give WWE women a chance was trending on Twitter. Well, I mean, we talking three-hour show and we had a 10-minute segment with women on it like mm-hmm. that's fucked um, I'm, still, I'm still waiting for a, a real women's tag team match honestly thank oh, yeah. you yep you know evolution Woo! that's not even a pay-per-view right this at, as of right now nope it's not give divas a chance fucking dicks sorry like, yeah we'll give them a chance for like a week and then uh yeah, they like to do that. If Stephanie's not involved and she can't get somebody that's like gonna make her a lot of money, it doesn't matter. No, that's what it seems like. Uh, Braun Strowman like defeated Randy Rowe. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. So Randy Rowe gets defeated. Uh, Braun Strowman says this isn't gonna take long. The show closed out with Stone Cold Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair giving a toast to Raw, but that's how the show ended. And Steve. You know, Steve Austin can always get us in the palm of his hand, and he was already drunk when he's out on the show. Cool. 
Ric Flair partied hard like a rock star with his bad heart. Cool. The 24-7 championship literally saved this show. Like, I just have to be honest. Bray and the 24-7 title was the only thing I was paying attention to in this entire show. So, right. let's talk about all the people who won the 24-7 title. Because we start with uh, Drake beating R-Truth. Drake getting freaked out. Drake Maverick. Not the Canadian rapper. Uh, Drake Maverick. <laughs> then gets beat by Pat Patterson, who then gets beat by Gerald Briscoe, who then gets beat by our first female 24-7 champion. That's right, y'all. Nikki Cross won the 24-7 championship. Nikki Cross was your 24-7 championship. I'm just kidding. It was Kelly Kelly. Out of everybody that we could imagine, Kelly Kelly is our 24-7 champion, first women's champion. Then it went to Candice Michelle. Uh, then a Lunder Blaze tapped out Candice Michelle, which I think that's the first time we've had someone lose by submission. Is, am I right? I think so. I think everyone's been a quick pin. Yeah, it's either they got hit with, like, a, they got either rolled up the lumbar check, the swinging neck breaker and a kick to the groin. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much about it. Like I think Alunda Blaze was our first person to win with a submission move. Great. She yeah. was gonna throw it in the trash. Uh million dollar man bought it off of her, which I didn't know that was a thing you could do. Took it to the limo. When you're the million dollar man, you can. I guess. Took it to the limo. Drake beat his ass in the limo, which I'm still figuring that part out. Drake came out as the champ, who then got rolled up by R-Truth, which the funniest part was R-Truth diving into the limo that Drake Maverick's wife was in, as well as Ted DiBiase. I don't think people acknowledge that. And Truth yelled, drive, and the car took off. And Drake... Oh, yeah. I think it was, uh, I think, on Instagram, I saw the pictures of Drake... Uh, passing out missing flyers, and it's a picture of the belt, and in the corner, very bottom right corner, oh, this is missing too, and it's a picture of his wife. <laughs> I do like this story. I'm not gonna, I do like following the 24-7 title. I I'm just glad they drank something to do. How the hell are you gonna take Rockstar's butt and do nothing with him? Exactly. Although, if you're watching 205, you'll see that there's a storyline for him. Well, yeah, but the thing is, though, is it... it it's two or five. It's not that I don't like it. I watch it, but it just doesn't get as much. <laughs> Say it again, Miles. Say not it again. Many people watch it, honestly. It is. It's so sad because it's there's really good wrestling. But the problem though is that the main storyline on two or five is a guy who's chasing a title and forgetting about his wife, and he can't consummate a marriage. And the other one is about a guy who gets run down by his wife, and can't seem to understand the concept. You know what I mean? Like you're the two biggest stars of 205 are on Raw and they're I don't want to say they're jokes. But one's playing like a joking role and the other one's being made to be a joke. Like you're mm-hmm. you're crushing one and you're yeah, I don't know. Drake is really having a lot of fun with his 24/7 title and I get that, but everything else I mean Mike Canellis is just getting ran over. Like it just doesn't yep. make sense. Agreed. But that was that. So 
Thoughts on Raw? <clears throat> Meg treatment. <laughs> Miles, what yeah, was your thoughts? I, I can't get behind Raw. I, it's it's just like, I guess I'm always going to be a SmackDown guy when it comes to makes sense. shows. Well, and it's funny, like, if you could if you could have mixed the young talent with the older guys and blended yeah, them it better, saved it. you could have I saved think that them. would have been, yeah. Have the older guy have the older guys put over the new guys, let some of the younger guys you know lose because it's what it it makes it balances it out a little bit. But stop burying everybody because you decided that 1999 was relevant again in 2019. Thanks USA, this was your fault. You made the call. <laughs> God All damn right, it. <laughs> so we're gonna move over to SmackDown because I don't want to talk negatively too much. Uh, SmackDown, no fun fact, go to the good stuff. Just fun fact about SmackDown. The show was rewritten four hours before they went on. Or no, I'm sorry, three hours yeah. before they went on. Yeah. I saw that uh, article about how he just came in and rewrote the entire shit. That's crazy. That's I, Vince I McMahon for you. Yeah, that is Vince McMahon. So, <laughs> Kevin Owens and Shane uh, agreed to a match at SummerSlam with a special stipulation. Uh, Nakamura defeated Apollo Crews. Quick match. Uh... I loved the promo between Ms. Ziggler and Shawn Michaels. I'm not going to lie. That was. Oh, great. I agree with that one. I loved the line of, um, yeah, my match was embarrassing at Crown Jewel, but you know what's more embarrassing? You always being thought of as a second rate Shawn Michaels. And I was like, ugh. Right. Don't take that. And he didn't. He super kicked him to the face. And it was fly. <laughs> uh, my this thing was... is with that. Where are they going with it? Sean's coming to wrestle again because uh, that's what WWE does. But why? Why bring him back after, you know? I feel like. I look at it this way. Hard. But why seems to be the running theme that goes through WWE as of late? But why? And then add whatever you want to add at the end of that sentence. Because Vince McMahon says, because fuck you, that's why. I'm going to do it. It's good good shit. It's great shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's weird because I heard actually that Goldberg was going to be wrestling Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. Because he wanted to make up for that piss poor match that they had at Super Showdown. And that's the reason why The Undertaker wrestled at Extreme Rules was because he wanted to get that bad taste of a match out of his mouth. So, yeah, there's that. I personally would like to see Sean and Ziggler at Survivor Series because I think that would be kind of like the place where you want to have everything. I think it would be a much better place and it's a bigger pay-per-view. But... Mm-hmm. I don't. I hope it's not Sean and Dolph at um at S- SummerSlam. I have to argue. What, what do you mean that Survivor Series is a bigger pay per view? SummerSlam is arguably bigger than than Survivor Series. SummerSlam is the the summer WrestleMania. Yeah, that's why they're that's why they're gonna put it there. That's why they do that. That's why yeah. you're gonna get a Brock Lesnar match. It's it's why you're gonna get a Brock Lesnar match. <laughs> Yeah, but it's how it works. It does. I mean, Survivor Series is the better pay per view, in my opinion, and I agree with you putting that that match on that card. Maybe that's I'm what just I saying said as far as bigger 
should have said better. Yeah, just te- technically, Survivor's, I mean, uh, SummerSlam is big. It's the WrestleMania of Summer and blah, fucking blah, however else they promote it. Um, I mean, it, but it is. It usually ends up being like you, you got this, you got WrestleMania, they fill you with a bunch of storylines, then you get SummerSlam, and then you kind of fit in, pick or choose what pay per view between that and WrestleMania ends up being the bigger one. Right. That's usually the toss up. That's what it seems to be because it Survivor Series is the good one, but it all depends on which one they end up pouring money into. Right, I agree. Um, so. Amber Moon then beat Charlotte Flair in a quick roll up, which really pissed me off. Um, <laughs> it did. I mean, we have it right. I mean, women need to be more fe- like the women is, and I've said it. I said it last year. At the same time, I said it earlier this year, the women's roster is what's holding up Raw and SmackDown. Like, elevating that shit to a new level. And yet, for some reason, we're like, hey, yeah, you wouldn't know it. Here's right, You wouldn't know it by the way they treat them. You have no idea that the the, the women are like the star athletes right now. You would have no idea with the uh, amount of story time that goes into there. And they get these five-minute... They get these three-minute matches, which is such trash. Well, um, that's why I approved of one of these... I don't remember what the Twitter handle was, but when I saw the Give WWE Women a Chance, um, one of the tweets said something to the fact of, like, hashtag Give WWE Women a Chance, uh, because I'm sick and fucking tired of having to do this every five years. Right. Uh, and yeah. I, I'm like, you know, right? Uh, like, you're tired of having to... to demand things every x amount of years the fans have to get ignorant and kind of turn their backs on the product for them to understand hey we're getting tired of seeing this stuff because they, they can't take feedback where the shit like they'll tell you, they'll be like oh social media but you don't read it <laughs> right like you never critically read it you just go oh retweet stupid shit but you never credit <laughs> read the critical shit they never do same with their facebook posts you know, they they don't. They, back in the day, you used to be able to call. Remember, they had the hotlines and shit, so you could bitch about wrestling. Like they don't even have that now. So they don't listen to their fans. So it just takes. It it seems like this happens every year, where we're like, "Fuck it, I don't care." Hashtag give women a chance. I'm tired of doing this. And much like WWE with their social media accounts, we're gonna move on. So Kofi Kingston defeated uh set a challenge out for randy orton and then turn around and beat samoa joe um and then randy and him had a little squabble back and forth cool um again saving grace bray wyatt uh coming Mm -hmm. on screen and accepting the challenge of finn balor at SummerSlam, and his promo behind the scene was so cool i i don't i literally this man could tell me anything right now and i'm like you know what bray i'm on your side i don't know what it is i mean am i wrong his followers (laughs) i go i let him in okay that sounds creepy yeah Yeah. about the show that it seems like i don't know maybe it's because i'm a big samojo fan it's like, I feel like he's always losing. For him to be such a, a big guy, such a dominant guy. Oh, no, I can agree like with that. Losing. I can agree with that. They don't they don't give him as much W's as needed for how talented he is. And 
the problem though is the yeah. way the way that he's losing isn't it's always a roll up. It's like a roll up. It's always or, a bitch way too. Yeah. It's not like he loses because he had a oh an extravagant match and everyone's literally crawling and and dying and oh my god, he looks like attack in the middle of the ring and die, you know. It's never that. It's like, oh look at that, this guy did a quick pin. Ooh. Ah, fuck you, Joe. That's what it but, seems uh, like all of his losses are. Fuck you, Joe. That's what it seems like. Much. It's like, oh, yeah, he got his special one, and, oh, well, he flipped over him. Oh, now he's pinned. It's okay. Yeah! Although he's been beating him up the entire match, you know. He just flipped over him and got the win. Congratulations. Yeah, Although- it's like somewhere, somewhere in the booking they said, okay, at the end of the match, we say, fuck you, Joe, and then just run out of the ring. Just run out of the ring, okay? Just run away. Although Why? I do appreciate piss. I do appreciate when um, Samoa Joe, like in their their match at Extreme Rules, when Kofi went for the roll up, right? He got put in the coquina clutch, and as he crawled up the turnbuckles, like Samoa Joe was like "fuck you" and just slammed him on the ground. <laughs> I was <just> like, <laughs> "Yes, yeah," and I agree. Samoa Joe is like such a badass; like he should be getting better uh, pushes, or at least given like the producers in the back for the match, like have got to be like, "Yo, let's." They make him dominant for 90% of the match, and then, like, here comes the comeback. Oh, there's the win. Great. Samoa Joe yeah. lost. Right. I'll, I'll be, I'll, I know he's not going to go there, but I would love to see him with what it – once it's refined a little bit more, if he could jump over to AEW. And then it's because I – I, he's not getting enough attention here. It, well, he's getting attention, but not the right attention in right. my – my mind, I'd love to see him in a more structuralized thing with the way that they're trying to do it with the whole timed and, and trying to give people some equal clout. I'd like to be able to see him have that again because when he was on TNA, I mean, it was good. Yeah. Uh, somebody argue with me about that. It was, <laughs> you know, like, it, so it just sucks that WWE just hit, they have talent and sometimes just hold them hostage and they don't do anything with them. I mean, I know we're going to talk about NXT in a minute, but that's I saw a tweet today that said, so what was the purpose of fi- uh, uh, signing Keith Lee? Just so you could get him off the indies? Because mm-hmm. they don't do, do do enough with him? And I'm like, God, I, I feel that so hard with certain people. Samojo's one of them. Like, you keep him, do something with him that instead of just having him lose in such fucked up ways at the end. Let him win. Or if he loses, let it be a real brawl, knockout, drag out fight so that at least I know Samojo guy's ass kicked. He didn't lose bitch ways. Right. It's not yeah. fair because he's a great wrestler. So and it's like once they come up from NXT, it's like, you know, I get it. It's a lot of you have a lot of people on your roster. But geez, if you would want to bring them up, you know, have something already planned for them. Have something to yep. make them come over, like get over with the crowd. Yeah, that is something we actually talk about quite a lot on this podcast. That that specific thing of when you bring them up. Have a plan, because if you don't, I'm tired of seeing you waste the talent. Well, Triple H members said that whenever they were pulling guys up from NXT, they had a six-month plan for them. And then there's, like, nothing after that. But most of the time when they pull them up, Vince McMahon is like, nah, fuck it. I don't want to do that anymore. We're just going to do this. And it, mm-hmm. you can kind of see why, you know, Hunter gets pissed off, because it's, like, all this great talent that he signs from the indies into NXT, and then they elevate through NXT and do amazing things, and then they cross over to the main roster, and then it's like, crush, I'll crush, be crush, honest, crush, crush. I've been wondering, I've been wondering, this, like, for the last, like, six months to a year, 
Is Triple H not turning into the old man, though, by allowing... Like, I know that he pushes back, but it just seems like he's allowing more and more of the shit. Well, we like, know when Triple... Let's be flat out. We all know when Paul has a problem, he has no problem talking to Vince. We know yeah, that. Yeah. They've been able to do that for years. He did it when he was a wrestler. He did it before he was banging his daughter, and he did it when he started banging his daughter. I... I don't understand why Paul doesn't look at Vince and go, stop fucking with my wrestlers and, and have more, more of a foot down with it. I, so I'm wondering if Triple H just gave up. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Because it's like, you know, you got guys that feel like a perfect example, Velveteen Dream, who feels like, oh, I don't want to go to the main roster. Why would I yep. order a main roster and they're not going to have anything for me? And Johnny Gargano is the same exact way. He like, says he doesn't want to leave. Didn't Champa Champa said the same thing? He's like, yeah. I don't want to. They go don't want to leave. They and the thing is, is I think what needs to happen is they need to stop calling NXT developmental. I think it just needs to be third brand, a third show, and it will be some. However you want to name it. Oh, it's this is. Oh, this is our. Junior League, whatever the fuck you want to call it, just stop calling it your stars because uh, they're getting better. They're getting better viewership sometimes than your main pay per view. Mm-hmm. People are getting more excited about takeovers than they are the pay per view that's supposed to be the next day. Well, hold on. So let's, before we jump into NXT, let's finish this up. Yeah, let's finish. This. Yeah, so, we start. I Kevin, said Keith Lee. I said we were gonna. That was I my know, fault. We need to talk about, I want to talk about Keith Lee too. So Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. This broke down. Right. This was the end of the show. Drew was the special guest. Uh, Elias was the special timekeeper. Shane McMahon was a special announcer. Um, everything broke down. Then the guys, you know, came back. KO and Roman came back and they took over the ring. Cool. Um, I did like I did like the fact that it was like Superman punch stunner stunner like <laughs> yes I, I do I do like the fact that Kevin's got the stunner if if it's gonna be anybody that does it that's not Stone Cold I I like that it's him yeah definitely He's okay. good he, he especially if he gets somebody that can sell it <laughs> not Vince oh, McMahon though that motherfucker and, can't no, sell not Shane hey the McMahons can't sell stunners. They just can't. I think my favorite description of one was Chris, uh, Chris, Man- uh, Chris Jericho was talking about McMahon taking a stunner and about how he just fell over like a limp water, like water <laughs> bottle or something. And it was the funniest shit because like, like the best person to take a stunner to me is The Rock. I think he takes stunners the best because he pops up. It looks like he just got shooketh to this core. It's like, oh, he just met Jesus. Look at that. You know what I mean? But like Vince just looks like he fell. He it looks like he fell on on your back and fell down. Like he doesn't know how to take him at all. I think I think my favorite person who's taken a stunner was I think it was Billy Kay when she took the the clips by Ember oh, Moon. Oh yeah. No, Ember no, Moon no. is is the only female that I I have seen that gives gives a good cuz she's got that little twist on it too. Yep. But she, as of late, she's the only female I've been seeing lately. I'm not saying there isn't a female out the Indies or whatever. If you, there is one, pass it our way. You know where our handle is. See him at the end. Um but she's the only one I've been seeing as of late that does a a, a pretty mean stunner for a chick. Right. Like I I I I want to see her do it on a dude. And I mean that because they've been pushing the whole inner, you know, intergender shit lately. Honestly, you're a stunted dude. 
Baron Corbin. Fuck it. Stun Baron Corbin. I hate that guy. <laughs> Stun <laughs> Baron Corbin. <laughs> here, we, here we go into everybody's favorite program, WWE NXT. Yeah. Uh, we started it off with Jordan Miles defeating Angel Garza in the semifinals of the NXT Breakout Tournament. I have to say, mm-hmm. I, just, I really wanted Garza to win. I know, yeah, I know why you had Miles win, but I really wanted Garza. So who who was in the finals? I know Jordan Miles is. Who was the other one who won? So that's next week. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like it's going to be Swerve. Swerve but... is out. Oh, he is. Yeah, he got beat in the first round. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I need that. Yeah, I need to catch up. With that. I've seen I've seen this show, but I didn't see the last one. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but he had a great uh, match. But unfortunately, yeah. Broke. Um, Johnny Gargano chose a street fight for his stipulation of takeover NXT or NXT takeover Toronto, which. Is it just me, or is Johnny Gargano, like, 0-1 in street fights? Just putting that out there. Or no, he yeah. won. True. Did yeah. he win against Champa and then lost the last man standing match? Is that how it went? I believe so. Let me pull up my Gargano. I have... Which one ended with an a article? DDT? I was just re- I was just reading an article about their their matchup, the rivalry, and that's why I'm like, hold on. I well, know. as you Google it, I'm gonna go ahead and continue. Bianca Belair <laughs> yeah. defeated Zia Lee. This was a pretty good matchup, unfortunately. With it, it was a, a squash, um, and Belair did win with the KOD. So big ups to her. I'm glad that they're kind of like rebuilding her now that she's lost. She can keep moving up. Uh, Killian Dane welcomed Matt Riddle into his world, which I cannot wait for that match to happen. Just gonna be Chapa won. Chapa won the unsanctioned like the unsanctioned match, right? You know he lost to Gargano in the unsanctioned match. That's how he got Gargano got reinstated in NXT. It's the street fight that Chapa won. Yeah, Chicago Street Fight NXT Takeover Chicago Two. That's yep. the one he won. So that's how it went. It it went. Gargano left NXT because of Almas, Andrade, Etienne, whatever the hell he's going by. I don't give a shit. Ciampa made his in-ring return, and then that's how Gargano got back. Right. And then, so that's how that went. Because he handcuffed uh, Ciampa, and then Ciampa hit him with the DDT on the the wood for the wrestling mat. Yep, yep. yep. and the street fight. And that's all it was like, he's like, I'm very familiar with the street fight. It's like, Bro, you lost. Like, I don't know, <laughs> if you know that or not. Well, you you know. should have just said, we'll have an unsanctioned match. That way, you could be like, hey. You at least but, you have something. Yeah, you got some ground to stand. Because then, cause then later on in the show, which we'll talk about. Well, we'll talk about it now. Um, Adam Cole chose a wrestling match for his stipulation. I was like, dude. Because he was like, when we had a wrestling match, when it was just you and me, I won. That was like, yeah, fair point. You <laughs> you beat him. Right. It wasn't a two out of three falls. You just, you just beat him, and that made sense. <laughs> um, there was uh the footage of Mia Yim beating the beating the hell out of Jessica Duke, which I really liked. Jessica Duke. Yeah. Is like, How do y'all feel about Mia? Like I love Mia, but I don't. I feel like they're like trying to really push her, and it's 
I don't know. It's just not coming off as good to me. No, it's it's not. It they're they're trying to set her up as like this badass who's gonna take out everybody little by little, and I don't know if it's to make Shayna Baszler turn face and have Mia be the the heel. But yeah, it's kind of awkward right now, especially with yeah. her just like jumping people randomly. Like that's very heelish things. But I know NXT is all about like we're gonna let you be Being you. hard. Yeah. Um, that's the WWE problem. They don't know how to write storylines sometimes. I mean, they know it. Sometimes they're perfect, and sometimes they just miss the mark. And I think this is one of them where they're missing the mark on how they're writing her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, totally agree on that one. So, Velveteen Dream and Roderick Strong were talking shit about how they're going to be better. That's until yeah. Pete Dunn came in, and I'm I'm uh, glad. I, he's there. I I knew it was so weird. Is I knew that he showed up, and when he mm-hmm. showed up on the episode, I still screamed. <laughs> right. <laughs> you sometimes you can't help. Mark's got a mark. Mark's got a mark. Right. Kinda That's like how this, I look at it. Kind of like this other one. So Casey Canzano came out. Um, and she did her stint and then Io Shirai came out and I was just like, Oh my God, I'm so hyped for Io Shirai. <laughs> oh yeah. She's such a fucking badass heel. I love that. She was talking shit to the fans as she was walking down the ramp. Just got to put that out there. Right. She's, she's my new favorite heel. I'm loving, I'm loving that attire, the all black oh, attire. Yes. Like that's like, yeah. Everything is so simple. Like it's, it's weird how you can convey so much with so little. Like, she's an all-black. Well, let's be real. Good wrestlers don't need to have extra if they're just good. Shout out to John good. Moxley for that. Hmm? <laughs> Shout out to John Moxley for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just... And then uh, in the in the final ma- in the match, um, this is where we're probably going to get into discussion. Uh, Damian Priest defeated Keith Lee. Mm. <laughs> so I saw Punishment Martinez and Keith Lee uh, at NXT Bel Air. Um, I thought the match was really good, and I was very hyped in seeing it. And so seeing them run it back, well, they didn't really run it back. It was Damian Priest versus, but y'all know what I mean. But seeing them run it back. Um, I thought this match was just as good too, and I was okay with the finish. I know I love Keith Lee, but I also like this new persona for Punishment as Damian Priest, and I have to say I just kind of lean that way. Um, it's very cool to see two no, athletically re- gifted guys to be able to sell the way they do. Right, I can respect it. The problem is, like, they're probably going to do something with. Martinez, I mean, you know what I mean, or yeah. whatever the Damian Priest or whatever the hell he's going by now. Um, they're not going to do anything with Keith. That's the problem I have out of this. They did yeah. a great match. They showed off their talent, and you know, I'm not going to see any. I'm not going to see one of them go as far as they could. It seems like. How you feel about it, Miles? Uh personally, I love uh, Damian Priest. I really do. I mm-hmm. love Punishment Martinez. Uh. I did not know too much about Keith Lee. So even with like everything, like the only thing I think I knew about him was when he, I think he powerbombed Kimberly through the, the ceiling. 
like that might have been him. Yeah, that's the only thing I knew about him. <laughs> but I knew about Punishment Martinez due to ROH. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to see where it goes. Like I want to see, like what's going to happen as far as that. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's good. I I follow Keith Lee. I started following Keith Lee because of Russell Talk. Actually, I'll be honest when I say that, because um, he like did an intro and he was telling everybody to bask in his glory. And I went back and started watching wrestling matches. And I think the first match I watched was uh, Keith Lee versus Matt Riddle. And like they like ran at each other, and Keith just threw Matt Riddle across the ring. It was awesome. <laughs> I was like, "This is my dude." <laughs> That's another great, just a great guy in general. Matt Riddle? Yes. Bro. He is, <laughs> I don't care, he has the best theme song in NXT. Yep. Yeah. I can't get behind that. It's so funny because when we went to that, we went to that show, um, my daughter, like, as soon as his, his theme song started, all I heard was, bro, bro, bro. Bro, <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> she's too funny. <laughs> so, that kind of sums up WWE for the week. Psych. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about this. Well, yeah, the earnings. <laughs> yeah, so it was announced uh, two days ago, yesterday. I can't remember. Um, WWE had a conference call and announced that they had lost three hundred thousand subscribers since WrestleMania. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people to lose in your subscription for the, for the network. Um, mm. and right yeah, now, I actually have the Forbes notes up. Yeah. And right now and I know that they're re they're, well, they're re they're redoing the, the network right now. So like, I guess if you're, if it's stock's been falling, it. it's stock has been falling 31% since April. Yeah. Well, so it's, well, <laughs> which coincidence <laughs> well it's funny because like even like what during a conference call apparently like even their money is down like everything is down for them and the stockholders are very concerned and i guess like one of them asked um what are they going to do to help like bring everything back up were they going to go back to an attitudes era and vince said no there's other companies that will probably do that but we've graduated above that like, yeah, he said we're not gonna have that gory crap. Yeah, like uh, I don't agree with that at all. I'm like, it's it's what the people want. Wouldn't you want to give your fans what they want? Not if you're Vince McMahon. No, because you're writing a show for Vince. <laughs> yeah, we're not writing a show for the fans. You're writing a show for Vince. Yeah, he's playing with his own that's... puppets. Mm. That's it. The sad thing is, is that's what it feels like. It, you're it's, watching. you're watching. A sh- we're watching a show for the audience of one. We just have watching it as well. We just, yeah, that's that's a true statement. We're all you're watching welcome. him. Yo. Yeah, we're all watching a show that's made solely for Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're Y'all welcome. I feel like sometimes, like when Vince is in Gorilla and like something goes off, he's like a child that sees like like it's his favorite snack. He's like, yay! And he like claps his hands really loud. And then when he and when they take the snack, you take the snack away. He loses his shit. Angry Vince. There's no poop jokes in here. This episode sucked. 
<laughs> yeah, Vince has got a pro. I'm gonna leave that alone with Vince's fucking going off an ass. Old it bitch, is. need to chill out with going off on everybody. What? Like my thing that gets me is like, I, I mean, I understand that like Vince is your boss, but I'm gonna be honest. I, I, there's no way in God's green earth I would take it. And there's not enough amount of money. Sorry. No. The moment he called me a piece of shit, I'd be like, listen here, old man, I'm going to flap the fuck out of you, okay? And I don't know why some of these wrestlers don't do that more. Like, the more, like, Chris Jericho does it. Chris Jericho butts right back at him. And that's why they've had such a good relationship. Because Chris Jericho doesn't take a shit. And I think more wrestlers need to do that. Because what is he going to do? Always oh, you fire you? You got options now. Yeah, once you <laughs> make real. your name in WWE, like, you don't even have to make your name in WWE. There was... JR said that there was a wrestler that he wanted to sign to AEW, and he had asked, but they said no. He just went under contract, and he's getting paid five hundred thousand dollars. Just and he's like, "Well, he's not even on TV." They're like, "Exactly." Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like we don't even know mm-hmm. who that wrestler is that he was referencing, but we know that they signed a contract and that they're not even on TV. That's insane to me. Like great workers is what we're missing, and. You know, it it is, man. But, we're all but, the audience. But, we're but we're literally watching. Show. It's funny because we're watching a person watch TV. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. How crazy. Like, Vince is like, this show is sucks. I'm going to write it myself. And we're all just like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, this show sucks too. <laughs> no, that's why. And I'll get, and this brings us to our next topic. Uh, that's why I'm glad we have AEW as now for major television. I know we have freaking impact. But... What are you talking about? That's a t-shirt yeah. company. Thank you. <laughs> you don't like him? It's not that I don't like impact. It's just realistically, um, I think AEW is going to have better than both impact and WWE. You're going to have healthier wrestlers. You're the fact that they're going to try to work them only one day a week. They're not going to have to drive to the show themselves. Health insurance. Sorry, I think I'm gonna have better product because people are gonna like to be there. So that's why I'm excited for it. Honestly, yeah, I understand that. Speaking of which, I mean, like, like with Cody actually being a wrestler and going, you know, WWE and knowing how the company works. Mm-hmm. Well, we've like got, knows, yeah, yeah, we've got Cody the wrestler, and then you have Tony Khan, the massive wrestling fan. So having someone who respects wrestling from a fan's point of view who can be like, oh, well, no, I hate when that shit happens. I hated watching them put garbage television on. And then someone being like, well, I hated putting garbage television on for you and having them make a baby make television babies. I'm fine with that. Make wrestling television babies. Speaking of wrestling television for AEW, October (gasps) 2nd, we have had the announced date on TNT. It's going to be a two-hour show in a prime time time slot um i'm hyped i mean i couldn't believe this is what we're getting so am i like i've already told the people in my house that like my so because my birthday is september 27th i told them it technically doesn't end now until october 2nd so i'm just gonna ride that high until then (laughs) i'm like my birthday's october 2nd because i'm gonna celebrate all the way to then also miles and i are gonna go to the first show in washington dc i just made that announcement now Sorry, Miles. You got to go now. <laughs> I really do want to go. I honestly do. AEW and DC. I'm like, 
It doesn't get any closer than that. It's not going to get. I said we were talking about this in the chat. I hope this does what WCW used to do back in the day for me. I used to live for going to the arena to see Nitro, to see the pay per views, to wear my Sting shirt, to like something that wasn't WWF, and I just really want that back. It doesn't need to be the same exact thing. It doesn't because I don't want the same exact thing. I'm not going to have another Scott Hall. I have something different. I have a John Moxley. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want. I want different, but it still makes me excited. And this going on TNT, sorry, right? TNT treated wrestling good. It's yeah. just the wrestling didn't do itself any justice. I mean, yeah, they fucked them at the end. Towards to- totally at the end, they fucked them over. But when it when when TNT is when TNT was invested in wrestling, it was invested in its wrestling. Right, and that's why I'm excited. Shout out to Vince Russo. We know you're out there listening to us. It was your fault that everything fell apart. <laughs> Fuck! Do not get me started on Vince Goddamn Russo. We're not going to. That's an en- that's an entire on. podcast. That's an entire podcast. <laughs> By the way, I was gonna say, is it weird that we're recording this on Friday? I want the weekend to get over so I can hear the announcement of Monday of how I can buy tickets for AEW. <laughs> no, it's not weird at all. Like everybody's working for the weekend. Not me. I'm waiting for fucking Monday because I want to buy tickets to the first show. And I'm going to the first show. Right. Like, well, shit. hey, wait, 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 wait. I'll do the. I'll give you, give you something so you can feel a little bit better because we, we, plug. We have another podcast called Get the KO. You have UFC 240 tomorrow. You have two. So at least you have something to look forward to as a, as a little appetizer of happiness before Monday. Right there, you go. I got your back, fam. I got your back. <laughs> so. With all that kind of being said, uh, G1 is going on too. I know we talk about it. I do want to put out there, John Moxley, Okada, and Kenta are all undefeated so far in a tournament. And yes. Juice Robinson is in second place with six points behind John Moxley, who has eight. So, And they're having their match come up too. It's yep. going to be awesome. Good stuff. So with that being said, though, guys... Um, Miles, can you do me a favor and give out your plugs, your handles, whatever you want? Uh, well, y'all can follow me on Instagram at Notorious Miles. Uh, also give my boy a follow, the Baltimore Beast. He's uh, now this guy, y'all want to be on the lookout for him. He's a really like amazing wrestler. Uh, actually, younger than me, but I'm learning a lot from him as far as. The independent scene. Give him a follow too at Baltimore Beast eighteen, I believe, on Instagram. Um, besides that, you know, just keep watching wrestling and and listening to the Red Dog. Hey, and Julie. Um, as usual, find me on Instagram at, at a little as Chewbacca. I hit the ninety pound mark, so. Officially 90 pounds down now. Whoop, whoop. Look at you. So there's that. Yeah, so keeping on that. Gonna keep working. So if you see that, I post on uh, Instagram. If you want to talk shit on Twitter with me, it's a little less ju- little less Jubaka. I'm still on my I hate Seth Rollins thing right now for his Twitter shit talking. <laughs> so. I like him as a wrestler. I'm still managing for your, your 
stupid fucking Twitter feud. So I'm going to keep adding you and Brock Lesnar about unnecessary things. Yeah. Well, you guys compare. You guys can compare bank accounts. Yeah, I. You, yeah, my non-existent one. You want to <laughs> give me some cash, and then we could talk about bank accounts, okay? I'll totally take a loan, and then we could talk about how you still have more money than me. If you want to feel better, <laughs> I'll get paid for you to talk shit to me. That's fine. That's a data job. Oh, pff, people do it to me for free. Shit, I'll take. I'll take a paycheck for it. So. <laughs> And as always, guys, you can follow me on all your favorite social media platforms at CM underscore Miller 85. So whether you're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Vero, uh, Discord, and PlayStation 4, you guys can find me all right there. And you guys can talk to me. You guys can also find me right here on Franken Culture's Frankensteiner. You can also catch me on Nerds at a Roundtable and Get the KO. Uh, shoot me a line, talk some shit. We can kick it back and forth. It's going to be cool. So, as always, thank you for stopping by. Bye! Bye! Oh yeah, and thanks, Miles, for coming on. Of course. That would be the play thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering when we were saying about like say uh, acknowledge the fact that we had a guest. Yep, and that's, that's, usually... our... that's a real that's a this is a real goodbye. Thanks for being our neighbor. <laughs>